I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. In Ireland, we love a good story. And I'm lucky enough to be able to chat to people from all over the world to hear their story and to hear about their life in Dublin. In this podcast, we want to be able to learn from the stories of others so that people who have recently moved to Dublin can get the most out of their time here. I don't know the, the scorpion kick. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure if it was him, campus, but yeah. uh, was that Campos? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it's like super colorful, but uh, so I love wearing it. But the unfortunate thing is, it's just really short. Maybe it was built. Maybe I'm being a bit stereotypical here, but it might be built for the average Mexican <laughs> rather than the uh, abnormally large Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like a crop top, nearly, you know, uh, but with super like long arms really mm. really wide so um so i've always kind of had a, a mexican jersey floating in my uh, my my cupboard <laughs> but i uh, know this is when i saw it i'm just like yes you got to get that aztec you got to get that really, yeah it's quite cool yeah it's nice it's kind of cool. embroidered as well a bit freaky a bit kind of uh, trippy or yeah, like intimidation tactics yeah it's kind of <laughs> looking at me across the mm-hmm. table here mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so and i turn around as well, eyes like, looking at oh, you oh wow yeah very scary cool but Jess, thanks so much for doing this. Really, really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah. Um, when did you first come to Dublin? I came here four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and summertime, it was lovely, lovely mm-hmm. time. It was a World Cup as well, well going on around. Fun it was yeah. very fun. Okay. Yes. Um, what were your first impressions of Ireland uh, and maybe what, what were your expectations before you came? Like, what did you think you were going to see here? What do you think you were going to experience? And then how did that compare to your actual first impressions? Yeah, well, first, like, my dream was always living somewhere else. Mm. And at the moment I decided to come to Ireland, I was so excited, so excited that I never thought, like, what could go wrong, <laughs> uh, like, the, the problems I could be facing. Yeah. 
I was just like, I want to do it. Um, I didn't, I actually didn't research much about Ireland because I don't know, at least in Mexico, um, Ireland is not that, um, how can I say, we don't know much about it. It's yeah. not uh, as popular, I would say, uh, as other countries, but of course we know like lots of things about Ireland, about Halloween and this uh, kind of, um, yeah, same, same cultural thing like uh, leprechauns and yeah. fairies and yeah. all these things. Um, I knew it was going to be a little challenging, but I wasn't sure how. Why? Why did you know it was going to be challenging? Uh, because of, uh, for example, just the uh, the opportunities I was going to have, um, the, the change, like my life was going to change completely because I was going to a country that I, I didn't know anyone. Yeah. I was completely new in a in other side of the continent, sorry, of the world in another continent. Yeah. So um, I was just expecting like the best. Um, <laughs> I yes, I was terrified about the uh, language. But at that point, I wasn't able to speak or to have a conversation in English. I studied really? there. Yes, I studied in in Mexico, but um, it's not the same when you need to survive. To, to speak the language in order to survive. Um, then when I arrived, I was, um, how can I say, just happy, excited. Mm. Everything was different, uh, buildings, people. It's a very multicultural uh, country now, because I know in the past year it wasn't like that. Yeah. Uh, it was the World Cup, so people from all the countries, all the jerseys mm. um all together where was the last world cup i'm trying to remember 2018 i remember watching the final was between was in the czech republic and france yeah i think so where was our last world cup am i, am I thinking of the european championships no no because england uh, england and italy were in the european championships last time and that was two oh, yeah. years ago uh four years ago why can't i think of it it was not in south africa it was in russia was it? It was in Russia. Okay. Yeah, because mm. uh, we were having this debate the other day. Have changed. We were having this debate the other day, well, conversation in my house about uh, uh, Seth Blather. You know Seth Blather? The, um, the, uh, he used to be the chairperson of, the, of FIFA. And when England were trying to apply for the World Cup for this World Cup, uh, obviously it didn't go to England. It went to uh, Qatar and everybody was up in arms. But... It was very similar to the same idea that why did Russia get it the year before that and you know and then recently uh, Seth Blatter came out and says oh it was a mistake giving it to uh, Qatar when everyone could have said it at the time but you know money, money speaks of course that's mm. kind of part of it yeah. so yeah. When, when you when you arrived uh, who wh where were you kind of held up did you uh, rent or did you stay in the digs or were you with friends when you arrived originally how did you settle into life here in Ireland I think it was the most difficult part mm -hmm. because I knew when um, I, w I came through an agency like the typical mm -hmm. student agency and they they were like you are gonna face some challenges but I wasn't sure how important it was going to be mm -hmm. I was excited so I didn't see when uh, they told me uh, accommodation is a, a difficult part, a difficult thing in, in Dublin especially, 
and we have a contact, a Mexican guy that has a space in he in the apartment he's living. Mm-hmm. So I recommend you to to rent that place. So I say yes, perfect. So I went there and it was it was shocking for me because I thought it was going to have one roommate or something like that. I was aware that I was going to share the room. But it was a crazy apartment of twelve people and in each room was six people. Sleeping six people, so it was very shocking for me because I've never seen something like that before. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't have a problem because I know many people when they first time they are for first time have lots of problems to find a proper even a a place to sleep. Mm -hmm. So then um, I saw, I found or I met those Mexican guys and they helped me to start, Mm -hmm. like to know what was going on in, in here. So they, they helped me a lot about um, giving me information to how to get my PPS, uh, the visa, the school, all those. Bank, exactly. Exactly, bank. So, and then I, he, they, they helped me a lot and then I became their, um, her, their friend. Um, and then more friends, friend of friends. And then I started uh, to connect with the Mexican um, group, I could say. And then eventually at, at school and at work, I met other people from other countries and everything. But it was good because they helped me a lot. And that's the good thing about all communities, not only Mexicans. But I noticed that everybody has their own communities and they help each other. Mm-hmm. Especially when we are first coming to a new country that we don't know anyone. So it was, it was good. And when you came, you said you came with an agency and they were... Uh, was that a learning English uh, kind of visa, or yes. did you come over working with a uh, because of your like a, maybe a master's or a university degree? What was the the reason you came to Ireland? I came to learn English. I my my primary goal was going to Canada, mm-hmm. uh, or the origin, original idea was to going to Canada uh, to um, work in a professional environment. I tried to to find out how to do it, and then I found out that I needed a proper English certification to do it, and lots and lots of money because I wanted to apply for a citizenship, something mm-hmm. like that. And then it was a little hard for me because at that time I really wanted to move somewhere else, but I didn't have the, the whole money to do it, mm-hmm. and not my certification. So I saw the alternative to going to Dublin, to Ireland, and I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. It's a new place for me. I saw the pictures and I was like, Ireland looks awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'll do it. So I went, I went, I came here and then um, I realized that it's not that easy. F- it wasn't going to be easy for me to have a proper professional job here as I was expecting or it was my idea. Um, first of all, because of the visa that we uh, get here, it's... It's more part-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What stamp is it? Stamp two. Stamp two. Yeah. So even if I could have the opportunity to work in a in a company that I would like to work, they would say no because we need someone full time. Mm-hmm. You know, and also I needed to attend school and everything, so I couldn't just go or straight away start with a professional or something related to my career back in Mexico. And what was that career? In Mexico, uh, it's called control and automation, mm-hmm. which is robotics. Okay. And 
I I know here they have lots of lots of uh, different uh, areas or companies that work here or have oppor work opportunities here. In in robotics or are you kind of in the uh, the tech side of the like what was your degree from university? Robotics. Robotics. Yes, okay. robotics. So it could be it could apply to any company mm -hmm. basically that needs uh, robots to to work in order mm -hmm. to work you know even to make I don't know ketchup or uh, I don't know um, medical device Devices. or anything. So I could apply to many other okay. any other field or companies, but I wasn't able to to do it at that time. I know that now, or I happen to know from from speaking to you before that you have. A great job now within that industry so you came here four years ago mm -hmm. um, on a stamp to student visa um, and you're now doing what you initially wanted to do how difficult was it to get to that point very yeah very very difficult Um, you know it, it was it was hard to well first it was easy to start speaking English because I had the knowledge before so everything came closer or better mm. um, through the time but then uh, I don't know I needed to another um, I needed to study something else in order to have the opportunity to show the com any company what I was able to do yeah so COVID started because I was enjoying Dublin, learning English, doing my certification and then COVID started so everything shut down, mm. everything, we stayed at home and I was like this is my last English course and I have to make a decision of going back home or staying here and make and do something to keep this dreaming, yeah. you know, keep going. So I was like okay, I will study something else, I want to, I don't want to stop here. I don't want to, I'm in the middle of the road, so I'm going to go. So then I started, um, I, I studied a higher diploma in IT, okay. in computing science. So it was challenging because it was online. Mm. It was uh, hard because it's not the same when you have your teacher in front of you than when you are you are in the screen, you don't yeah. know anyone and everything. So it was, it was difficult also yeah. because I realized I didn't like it okay. also. So it was even more difficult to keep going, you know? The motivation wasn't there. Exactly, mm. exactly. And also, you know, I don't know what about you guys, but in COVID, it was so hard to stay at home all the time. Yeah. No friends, no... Have a, like a little bit of, I don't know, distraction. Yeah. Um, it was difficult. So um, I was most of the time in front of the computer trying to focus, trying to, do, um, to learn properly and finish my course. I uh, I could finish it, uh, everything good, and I was like, okay, this is not what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do. But the good part is, after that year, um, I had the opportunity and I had the visa, like the working visa, which is stamp one G, mm -hmm. and then with that stamp, I was able to find a job some somewhere else. So one good person helped me uh, to um, to do my CV properly. Right. Uh, I I spoke to him. I spoke to him, and he told me, "You have um, good experience. You have uh, good skills. I think you just need to to um, how can I say? 
to write it in your CV. So yeah. you need to convince someone to give you the opportunity. Yeah. So I was looking, looking, looking. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And then finally I found this perfect job. The one I have now. And I was so glad. I It was difficult at that time because my visa couldn't arrive on time because of the COVID yeah. uh, situation, same thing. They were having delays of three, four months. So uh, I got the call from the company. They uh, I had the interview and they said, yes, we want you in our team. But then I couldn't start at the, at the right time because of my visa. So it was I had to wait a little bit longer for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, luckily, um, I'm now working there. At any yeah. point between well. uh, waiting for your visa and getting your visa, did you feel like the job was going to be taken away from you? Did you feel like they were going to say, this is taking too long, that you're going to lose it? Like, What sort of uh, emotional stress were you through uh, during that one visa to the next visa? Well, it, at that time, it was not only the visa. To be honest, it was a very challenging time. Mm-hmm. In my life, it was exactly like a year ago, almost. Um, like my friends left the country because, you know, in this country, many people come, but many people go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a hard time for me. I I was looking for a, a better place to live. I just uh, found the place and what has happened. I had no, jo- I had no job, mm-hmm. so I didn't have m- n- enough money to wait for them to say okay you have the visa now so you can start working so i was in an an urgency to start generating money you know so uh, it was it was hard time Uh, i thought i I needed to have a plan like something because you know rents are not cheap Mm -hmm. and the cost of life um so i i try to to do small small things you know, and at the end it worked. Um, I had the opportunity also to go back home to Mexico, and then come back ready to for the for the job. So you went back to Mexico for a little while. Yes, and bef- then you came back exactly before okay. I I started. I was like I rather stay at home with my parents than here, like just waiting mm-hmm. for for the job. Um, I was. I was hoping they could say yes, you're you're in. Mm. They actually sent me the um, contract and everything, so I could sign it. Okay. So I was kind of secure that yeah. I was going to be there. Other people gave me advice, like look for something else, look for something. And I was like, no, I want that job. I want to wait. I'm sure uh, that's what I want. So I waited. I waited, and I was like, I don't, I don't see any other place I want mm. to be. I want to be there. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Can I go back to like when you, uh, so as, as I've gotten a little bit older, I used to make decisions, particularly in my 20s, all the time based on, on what I thought was the logical thing to do. Mm. I always thought that was the correct, the rational thing and always making decisions with your head. And as I've gotten a little bit older, I've learned to actually trust my instinctive decisions more. And I can't necessarily explain why this is the right thing. It's just what I feel is the right thing to do. Um, when you said that you, you were during your, your last English course and you made the decision, you know, I could go home um, or I could go and study something else here. And you said, I just want to, I, you said you wanted to study something else. Mm-hmm. Was that a rational decision? Like there's more opportunities here. I can make more money here. Or was it something else that you can't really explain? 
it was actually funny because that was a, a very like a story like I see my life sometimes like a, like a movie or a video game you know more mm-hmm. challenging and a new level and everything I remember that time I was like I want to stay in Ireland but I don't know how mm. so it wasn't that easy to just to say I, I'm gonna study so I was like okay there is an opportunity to continue with an English course I, I in that moment I was um I was going out well I was in a relationship with an Irish guy mm-hmm. so I was like I ha- I could have the opportunity also to apply for the partnership mm-hmm. uh, but I knew it was going to take long uh, everything was closed yeah and I wasn't really sure that he was going to be uh, eligible to to do that with me okay so I had many like many ways many options but then I was like I don't know what to do I don't know what is the, the best option mm. So I remember uh, one last time I was with, with a friend and I told him, I don't know what, what I'm going to do. I don't know what is the solution. So he said, have you, have you think about um, the, the uh, uh, higher diploma? I'm doing a higher diploma it's in computing science, blah, blah, blah. This is my school and everything. He gave me all the information. I was like, okay, I'm going to have a look. So and one day I remember it was the last day one of the last days of my uh, visa, you know, because we have uh, the last, uh, yeah, one of the my last days my visa was on. Uh, I went to the to the school, and I was like, okay, I'm interest, I'm interested. I would like to see what are the options, and because I want to keep my visa, so I I saw I was in, interested in artificial intelligence. Yeah. But at that time, they didn't have the the higher diploma for full time. Um, student student students yes mm. so they gave me this opportunity they explained to me everything and they say okay but today is monday and the class is just started now mm. so if you have to make the decision and do the payment today or tomorrow as as late because we cannot a- accept more people so I was like, well what am i gonna do so i went to i was i was so confused i sat in front of the river the river leafy in mm. one of the seats there. I was like, okay, I just want to, I just want to do what I think I have to do. And I, I remember exactly that, like that day. I was like, what part of the river were you sitting? <laughs> you know where the coffee shop is. On the north front, side. On the yes, very close to to O'Connell. Along the border. Uh, yeah, there. Yeah, the little kiosk. The, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Go coffee or something like that. Yes, yeah. yeah, some somewhere around. I was watching there. I was like. I don't know. Let's do it. Let's do it. There is no other option. I saw even I thought about moving moving to Germany or going back home and then trying to find a way. I was like, no, I feel like I have to do this. So I was like, let's do it. So I went straight to the bank. I did the payment mm-hmm. and I say, um, um, I'm ready for tomorrow. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yes, so it was cool. a very, very good story. Um, it was like just all the ways led me to one one. Yeah. way at the end now that you've reached this point you've got <laughs> to where you wanted to be yes. um, my question is do you see yourself I don't want to say I'm not going to ask you do you see yourself staying here forever I'm, I'm sure at some point you'll either go somewhere else or maybe go back to Mexico your, your home but how do you see your future over let's say the next two to five years 
that sounds like such an interview question I'm sorry <laughs> but I'm just interested to know now that you've gotten worked so hard mm-hmm. to get to this point I it's uh, it's funny because uh, I don't know my life in Ireland it's been always like at the edge I don't know of, of something because you never know what I, that's what I love about living here your life can change in one moment one mm. day one day you meet someone one day uh, something happens to you that can change completely the, the the plans and the opportunities you yes the plans that you have in your mind I was going to come just for I don't know maybe two years or something like that and then I'm staying I'm I'm almost five years here mm. I have no idea how that that happened you know but I I met people that helped me I uh, had opportunities one chat with someone could change my point of view or my ideas and help from someone else or helping some other people and um so now i'm i'm in, uh, at the edge because um i'm waiting for my i applied unfortunately the company gave me the sponsorship right so i applied for the sponsorship but the thing is um they i want to apply for critical skills i don't know if, if you know how critical skills works no. i imagine you're given some kind of priority or i don't know Yes, exactly. They have a, like a list of professions. They are more. They're giving priority. Yeah. For uh, to accept, so engineering in 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 general is there. Yeah. Um. So I can apply for a citizenship earlier or faster than other people. So, mm-hmm. for example, in this case, in two years, I could be resident of Ireland, wow. like proper resident with this um kind of uh sponsorship the thing is my um, my profession is not exactly as the least mm. says okay. so it's not the same it's the same but it, with a different name so I applied uh, like a month ago and they uh, denied the visa okay because of that it's not critical skill exactly it's, n- it's not for th- for them it's not yeah but basically I I am part of the critical mm. skill yeah. list so I send the appeal uh, and then I'm waiting for it to yeah. for the answer. So right now I'm I'm not sure what is going to happen because it's like depends on what happens there. It's if I'm going to be able to stay longer or if it's going to be like the slow way to yeah. do it. Like I think it's three or four years mm. in total for the normal uh, sponsorship or the two years for the critical skills okay think well fingers crossed it comes back okay i mean yes. at the end of the day i think these things are just kind of administrative processes like as you said you probably didn't fit perfectly the the description given and someone is analyzing it who probably doesn't have a clue what any of the words mm. mean but it's like this doesn't match with this so no um so hopefully now that you're going to actually explain it's like i know it doesn't match this but it's the same thing it's just a different title um you were probably too honest on your application that's the problem um, probably yeah um so it's i'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and i want you this we want your honest answer for these okay oh, okay um first thing is what do you think of the irish accent i love it okay. it's, it's hard it's hard too at the beginning i couldn't understand a word yeah word. but now uh, i just need my 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 ears to get used to the accent yeah but then I, I can i can do it at least dublin and around dublin accent i'm, I'm okay and 
far away from dopamine it's a little def- it a more difficult yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially for um, older people they speak kind of difficult yeah. but I really liked I, I love it and, and now I know the difference because I don't know English accent or American accent or even Australian accent or something and my favorite is going to be always Irish accent yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so how, how do you f- how do you feel compared to your other Mexican friends and friends from other countries uh, how do you find uh, being being a female who's come to Ireland and had had to go through all of these processes by themselves and make friends, how did you find? Uh, did you think it was easy? Did you have any problems or, uh, like yeah, what what was it like for you? Even since the beginning, when I told my family I'm I'm living to another place I've never been before, mm-hmm. and most of my family were like, how how if you if you are a small girl <laughs> and um, you don't even speak the language you don't know anyone how is how are we how are you gonna be secure or uh, we're not gonna be in danger or something and I was like I don't know I just feel like I want to do it my parents were like oh my little girl is going <laughs> but they were like we'll support your dreams and if that makes you happy we're happy with that okay. so it was many many of my my family were like we're not supporting this so wow. good luck not many but some of them mm-hmm. and some of them were like we support but we're scared or we're not 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 sure what is going to happen um i'm so glad that everything everybody i met i've i've I have met here um, they've been very nice with me I haven't had any problem any kind of problem about being a, a woman uh, only um, at work it's uh, common even but I think it's around the world it's more I don't know if it's cultural but sometimes it's more difficult because I'm working in uh, as engineer mm-hmm. so STEM, STEM yes I since I was at school I was around boys all the time so sometimes I get that they feel or they think I'm I don't know I'm not strong enough in some things and it's normal I mean it's not the same body or anything. So sometimes they give give me or it takes longer for me to reach certain level or uh, certain tasks or things just because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So they they have this difference. Maybe they want they're sometimes they're polite. You know, they are like, oh no, we're not going to bother you with this if I can do it, you know, or these kind of things. But sometimes they think that um, the fact that I'm a woman, it's going to be more difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Even just not the, not talking about physical matters, but I don't know. I don't know, uh, men- mentally, uh, I don't know. Okay. It's been, it's been a little difficult, that part. But that's mainly in your your work life, your exactly. Socially and externally, outside of work, you've had a, a fairly decent time of it. If, yes, completely, completely. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any problem. Um, no. We spoke to someone actually um, a while back uh, on a different podcast that we didn't uh, release in the end, but she worked in the similar industry um, and said something very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in fact you know you described it in a worse way than than you have um and yeah i can imagine within that particular industry it's very uh, i think women uh, in most injury <coughs> excuse me industries have a more difficult time of it anyway 
but I think particularly in a very uh, male-centric industry where it's construction and engineering generally, I can imagine it's it's very tough. Um, you've been in Dublin now four and a half years. Yes. Right. Um, who knows how much longer you'll be here, right? Yes. <laughs> you know the difference now between the north side and the south side. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a north sider or a south sider? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I still feel like I'm um, a visitor. Yeah? Yes, I don't know. I feel like I know, I know Dublin a lot, but I still enjoy it. So like I was uh, just for a short period of time. Okay. I so. don't know. It's like I feel part of it I'm getting used to it but it's still like uh, it's still not your home it's not my home uh, totally yeah totally because it's my second home for sure yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, I think I've always been no most of the most of the time I've been in the north side so I Ooh. guess I'm part of it yeah, well, <laughs> the north side the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so be careful uh, how much of uh, like, like you said four and a half years how much of that COVID period set you back from continuing to develop that relationship with Dublin I mean you said you were studying so you were just in your, on your computer the whole time in your house and then you went back to Mexico uh, for a couple of months just uh, did that aid in a bit of a disassociation or are you just more realistic and you're just like yeah I'm, I'm just here to enjoy Ireland rather than try and find a place to call your new home or uh, or is it the fact that maybe some of your friends come and go that you meet that always just keeps it in your mind knowing that I might not be here forever mm. I I um, want to explain it like for the bottom of my heart that uh, I feel like it's a dream It's it's like a dream for me like I don't know what is real or not. Sometimes, um, when I go back home, I feel so far away. Like it was just just a dream. Mm-hmm. Like it never happened, mm-hmm. you know. And when I'm here, sometimes it feels so um, so long that like my family is far away, and I don't know how to express it. But um, sometimes uh, it's more like a one day it's gonna be over and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna return to my normal life mm-hmm. I don't know but at the same time I'm like I'm creating a new life here um, and I think everything is temporary mm. so maybe I it's the way I've learned not to get attached that much yeah. to as you said people that come and then leave and then my heart is broken mm-hmm. again <laughs> and then um, opportunities I was like I know in some point at some point I might not be able to keep uh, living here or uh, continue with my my goals, but at least I know I, I made the most of it mm. while while I could stay there. So for now my life it's been also I think it's because of the student life. So you know you come here for a period of time and then you go, but then now with this opportunity. I am having a more, a more stable life. Yeah. 
I'm ha- I'm having new friends at, at, mm. at work and they're so nice and, and they have another kind of life as well. Most of them are Europeans. Yeah. So they come same way, same way. but it's a little bit easier for them. So they yeah, the already yeah. are settled yeah. and they already achieve more. Yeah. So it's a good example for me because also being being an immigrant, a Latin immigrant or maybe not non-European, um, for me things are a little bit more. Uh, how can I? Say? I it takes longer to achieve. Yeah. So now uh, it that was my mindset. You could I could say, and now that I'm meeting new people with new ideas and different point of view. I see the other side as well. So now my life is kind of uh, seeing the both, side, both sides now. I don't really know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So so yes, that's why. You said you had friends when you came originally. There were Mexican friends who helped you fill you in on the information. How much... Are you still friends with those people? Or have your interests kind of changed do you try to stay away from the mexican connection more just so that it feels like you're like learning more about other places and other people or do you still have a good core group of um, mexican friends that you kind of meet up and uh, kind of at least feel like there is an element of home here in ireland i still i'm still in touch with them my most of them are already back in mexico Mm -hmm. But they're still my friends, and then with the bond we created at that time, it's very strong that I know they're my friends for life. Yeah. Um, the Mexican community is very helpful. I still have friends of friends here. Uh, I have I still have my small group of Mexican friends, um, and but I like I always like to have group different groups of friends. Friends to go out to dance. Friends to. Uh, to talk to like deeply mm-hmm. uh, all kind of friends so here I have all types and uh, what I did for example it's a good um, idea or a good uh, advice maybe good advice when I came here first I was speaking Spanish a lot mm. I was like if I keep doing this I won't be able to to progress in my English mm-hmm. So what I did is why okay I need to I need to have like a level I need to 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 find a way and so then I was like okay at home I speak Spanish at school I speak half Spanish half English so I need to find a, a job mm-hmm. where I need I could develop my English so I look for for a job in the other way at that time I was a waitress it was very good because you talk to people and even to uh, tourists. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, English from all around the world. That helped me a lot to uh, understand different accents, French accent, Spanish accent, all these kind of mm-hmm. uh, accents that you don't, it's a little difficult at the beginning. So that was my, um, the way I could, uh, I could balance the, the in Spanish, Spanish and English. the English. Um, I think Mexican style or Mexican friends are always um, will always make me feel like at home. Yeah, sometimes we can make jokes and they understand. Sometimes uh, my Irish friends as well they teach me jokes and now I'm, I'm, I understand all the jokes and everything. 
uh, so it's funny it's mm -hmm. it's fun um, and now I work I have all kind of, of friends Croatians and um, more Irish um, Irish friends well all all different kinds so it's, it's so it's fun I heard a, a rumor recently um, and I've actually read this before in 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 online newspapers and different things like that that um, and you can imagine that you're speaking to not to not Irish people right um, Apparently, Irish people are very ugly. Speak <laughs> <laughs> for yourself, Frank. Would you agree? No. 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 She's, she's she, was dating, she dated an Irish. So, <laughs> yes. you know, she, she, can't, uh, she can't make that assumption. Exactly, yes, yes, yes. So can you explain more? Uh, why, 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 do you, why do you think Mark would come up with such a lie? <laughs> No, I don't Come know. Come on, there's an element of truth there, isn't there? We've we've been on a plane. <laughs> we know what it's like in other places. I don't know. I think um, well, we don't have the British teeth. I don't think. You know, there's the thing about British people and their teeth. We don't look after each, uh, ourselves. I was going to say each other. We don't look after ourselves very well. I think, uh, like, just from living in Spain, I know, like, for example, they look after themselves much better than we do. They eat a lot of fruit. Um, you know, I think it's a warmer culture, so they're outdoors more, doing the exercise outdoors and stuff. And the sun obviously helps too. Um, I'm not saying that, I, I'm not saying that Irish people are ugly. I'm just saying I'm obviously Irish. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, um, I don't think we look after ourselves. I don't think alcohol helps. Mm. That's true. There's a lot of Irish people who are nice beer bellies and um, well, I don't know it's, it's changing like we have TV shows in Ireland like Ireland's Fitz Family that has kind of been uh, a big revolution about Operation Transformation all of these things that are kind of pushing Irish people towards looking after themselves a little bit more and I see a lot more people running doing kind of general activities but um, there is there is an element of just you know, Irish people not eating great varieties of food and well, I remember a lot of takeaways. Could, yeah, exactly. I went, when I lived in Australia uh, at the time, I don't know if it's changed or if it's still the same, you know, beside the checkout, it's illegal to put like things, sweets, and, sweets and, and those types of things. And I remember coming home and I was up visiting my brother and we went into like a super value there and it was like a table this size full of like Kit Kats and <laughs> Cadbury's chocolate bars and he was with his little daughter and at the time she was obviously like daddy give me you know one of those and you know then it's the debate starts and and ends up buying it for her but you know if that wasn't there she wouldn't have had that mm -hmm. uh, thing but it's an interesting one um jess i really really appreciate you doing this <laughs> it's been really interesting talking to you Thank um you if you were chatting to someone moving over from mexico now uh, is there any bit of advice you'd give them um Maybe not. I, we all know accommodation is a real issue. Unfortunately, the reason I say maybe not to mention that is because I don't know what the solution is other than it's a problem. Mm. We know it's a problem. Um, what other piece of advice maybe would you give someone who, who was moving to, to Ireland? Um, I think it, not only for Mexicans, but in general. I think the most important part is to to know that be aware uh, you have to be resilient mm. because 
I mean, in general, life is full of unexpected things, especially when you are new in a different country. So uh, that you know, you cannot give out, give give up, just because one thing went wrong or two or five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always um, if you if you really want to to reach one of the goals or anything, you need to to understand that you have to find a way. Yeah. It's not always coming to to you as you want or saying I, I'm here. So you have to to find a way, find a way, and eventually, if you're meant, if, if it's meant to be, it, it's gonna happen. After all, um, for Mexicans to bring spicy spicy food, <laughs> <laughs> some sweets or something, um, and a big big coat. A big, big coat, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Yes, not to give, not to give up easy, because I'm I met two kind of. At least I'm, I, I can talk about Mexicans, two kind of Mexicans, the ones that hated coming here at, at the beginning because it was too difficult for them. I don't know why it's that this different thing that some people have very bad luck and people that had good luck, kind of. So it was for people that really, they someone stole something from in the hostel or they lost their money or crazy things like that or maybe just they started like they were in touch with a scam something like that or mm. people that really started having a conversation with someone and they helped them and then how that's how they found a very good job these kind of things yeah. like you never know but i think it's also changes changing that mindset mm, yeah. like you, you are gonna start from zero and then you you're gonna grow up depending on what you really want yeah so it's not e it's not easy but this life is not easy no matter where you are yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yes um any particular favorite places in dublin whether you know it's a restaurant maybe a bar a cafe well you'd recommend my favorite place is not in dublin actually oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. uh, it's wicklow it's next to Dublin, so yeah. outside Dublin, uh, Wicklow is beautiful, it's like a movie, mm. it's like, a, I don't know, a, what, really what like, next, what part of Wicklow, the mountains or the, I, I don't know which, my, it's my, the mountains are like surreal colors and uh, vegetation, mm -hmm. but also the, the forest mm -hmm. is very green and this like movie environment, yeah. I don't know, like fairy tale place and all the small details that are like Irish Irish things like I'm thinking of fairy tale houses that are hidden in some of the for um, trees mm. um, I don't know it's it's just a beautiful place and of course here in Dublin parks yeah um, pizza places um, I really like close to in Fibsborough I live in Fibsborough so mm. I could recommend the back page yeah uh, it's so it's so fun mm -hmm. friends ping pong uh, all kind of uh, slot games machines mm -hmm. and everything um what else what else riot riot i, I really like riot it's in mm -hmm. temple bar right but there. nobody nobody really appreciates mm -hmm. the environment in that place i really like You're it not the first environment to this Sorry? What type of environment is that? I don't know, it's more like chill rockers, but uh, 
normals and then students and then I like it I like yeah, the yeah I've never been but you're not the first person who was recommended to us um, really yeah oh. yeah uh, Melinda the old garage bar and uh, no Riot Bar is on the keys um, yeah. Garage Bar is it's still there I think uh, that's opposite Bad Bobs yeah it's opposite Bad Bobs so yeah so. Riot Bar is on the keys um, not too far away from the Haypenny Bridge okay. uh, beside oh, like the super the, value. Gypsy, uh, the, the Gypsy Rose I think it used to be called or Blue Blue Cafe I know I actually do not know yeah, I'm not sure mm-hmm. um, it looks cool from the outside I don't know why I've never gone in it's just for me that location it's a bit of a weird location I think mm-hmm. for, for a bar um, yes. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's good nice Yes, Listen, thanks is. so much for doing this. Thank you very much for inviting yeah, it's me. Been really it's, cool. it's, it's been very fun. Right, thanks very much, Jess. Uh, Thank thanks, you. Ross. Thanks, Mark. All right, thanks everybody for listening and watching. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.